spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. So, in terms of how the sausage is made, Dan needs to know what to put on the pad. Is that the word? The pad? Yeah. Hey, what's on everybody's Sirius XM, uh, their, their radio, right, Dan? Yes, that's correct. How many characters do you get, by the way? 32, but the oh. most important are the first 16. Oh. Short. Right, because what? It's a scroll? Yeah, and then it gets cut off uh, mm-hmm. on certain radios, on the older radios. So we, the shorter, the better. Got it. Kind of like Twitter. Right. So Dan wanted, you know, always needs to know. So for right now, what I said is, would you kindly type on the pad, revisiting John McCain? Revisiting John McCain, which in a vacuum may sound odd. He's been gone for a number of years. Why, why would we talk about John McCain today? Well, it's because of this Steve Schmidt essay which yesterday was posted at Smirconish.com. And truth be told, I read it, but I read it quickly, and I wanted to go back and do more reading before discussing this subject. Now I've done the reading, and I want to talk about it. I I guess I'd start by saying this. I liked and respected John McCain. I had the privilege of hosting John McCain I want to say three or four different occasions in Philadelphia. We got to spend quality time together, and I then hosted him in front of large audiences. He was always writing books with Mark Salter as his sort of alter ego. He also had a habit of coming to Philadelphia for the Army-Navy game every year, and we got in this routine where McCain would come in for the Army-Navy game and the day, be- you know, the day before the game, and we would do a large live event. And he was a great, great radio guest because he was irascible, because he was a maverick. He was he was unpredictable. I I also know that I disappointed him when in 2008 I wasn't for him and more supportive of his campaign, which didn't have so much to do with John McCain as it had to do with Barack Obama. But I I don't want to uh, I don't want to take that detour. My point is that. My not casting a ballot for McCain in 08, despite my like and respect for him, had nothing to do with the story I'm about to tell you. The The story that I'm about to tell you is something based on the New York Times and a page one above the fold mammoth piece that ran on February 21, 2008. The Internet version, because I printed it out to reread it, the Internet version says, for McCain, self-confidence on ethics poses its own risk. But 
if you read the story, it's it's not a story about ethics. It's a story, ma- well, I guess it's a story about personal ethics, but the, the, the setup here is all about, you know, ethics in office, the, the Keating Five, yada, yada, yada. There's nothing about that. I believe my take at the time, and this is going to be kind of funny because TC went to the archives and you found what? Well, it's interesting because we use the archives. We love the archives. Yes. And the archives are usually used to pull old interviews. In other words, there'll be a conversation that you had with someone that was in the news, someone that wrote a book. So that's where we've been usually, that's our traditional use of the archives. But today I went back just to a specific date to see on the day when the New York Times dropped that piece, that would be February 21st, 2008. What did you say at seven o'clock in the morning on drive time radio here in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. Did I address it? My habit at the time was that at 7 a.m. I would address the number one story of the day. Did I do it? Did I do it that day or did I do it the following day? No, no, you did it that day. I did do it that day. So you you were that day. You were easily able to find. In a second. Okay. In a second. I just pulled up the seven o'clock. And from what I hear in the seven o'clock hour, you made mention of it in the six o'clock hour as you your normal thing was to sort of run through the headlines of the day. This will be fun. Six AM hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, You drilled down on it in the seven AM. All right. Well let let, we're gonna compare what I said in oh eight to what I'm thinking now that I'm a sage like bearded bald man. Would you like to hear this now? No, not yet. Okay. I want to set you it tell up. Me. I want to set you it up. You tell me when you want to hear okay. it, but I have it in front of me. All right. In February of 2008, and of course in 2008, John McCain wins the nomination of the Republican Party and loses the general election to Barack Obama. The New York Times comes out with this mammoth story that I think accused him of having an affair. The reason it is back in the news is that Steve Schmidt, who was then in a senior capacity to the McCain campaign, has just come forward, has written an essay at Substack saying, I lied. I lied. I was a beard for this story. I knew what I was saying was untruthful because John McCain finally confided in me that he was having an affair with this woman. And I'm here to apologize. I want to apologize to the New York Times and I want to apologize to everybody else. It's actually a complicated essay that he wrote. Because he wants to make points about McCain's coziness with lobbyists. He wants to make points about people close to McCain, namely Rick Davis. He wants to make points about Sarah Palin and set the record straight as to what was his role vis-a-vis McCain tapping Palin as his running mate. And mostly he wants to make points about Megan McCain who is the conservative daughter of John McCain. Is she still on the, the view as sort of the conservative? No, she left the view. Remember, that's why. Oh, oh that's why is... we're rooting for right. Tara. Exactly. Okay, good. Yes. Well, Tara would be a hell of a lot better than, oh, than Megan McCain. Wow. Okay. Wow, so, we're just mixing it all up this morning. <laughs> yes, yes. And give me time. Just give me time. Yay. I want to let this unfold. Let, let me unspool Un- this. Unfold, unspool. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. 
The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. So Jeremy Peters writing for The Times today summarizes what I'm discussing as follows. The senior strategist for Senator John McCain's 2008 presidential campaign said on Sunday night that he had lied to discredit a New York Times article that reported on Mr. McCain's close relationship with a female lobbyist, a claim that the candidate and the campaign attacked at considerable length at the time. The statement from Steve Schmidt, which he published in a late-night Substack post, was a remarkable turnaround for a former senior aide who once praised Mr. McCain as the greatest man I've ever known. More than 14 years after the Times article appeared and four years after the Republican senator's death, Mr. Schmidt let loose a furious personal assault on the credibility of Mr. McCain and his family. Quote, immediately following the story's publication, John and Cindy McCain both lied to the American people, Mr. Schmidt wrote, adding, ultimately, John McCain's lie became mine. So, Here's the New York Times. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the New York Times had to say, and then we'll go back to what Schmidt says today. The lead of the Times, which had a one, two, three, four person byline, was this. Early in Senator John McCain's first run for the White House eight years ago, waves of anxiety swept through his small circle of advisors. A female lobbyist had been turning up with him at fundraisers, visiting his offices and accompanying him on a client's corporate jet. Convinced the relationship had become romantic, 
some of his top advisors intervened to protect the candidate from himself, instructing staff members to block the woman's access, privately warning her away and repeatedly confronting him. Several people involved in the campaign said on the condition of anonymity. I mean, that's the way that it begins. Hence, my recollection of thinking at the time, this is the Times saying John McCain is having an affair. When news organizations reported that Mr. McCain had written letters to government regulators on behalf of the lobbyist's client, the former campaign associate said that some aides feared for a time that attention would fall on her involvement. Mr. McCain is 71. The lobbyist, Vicki Eisman, is 40. Both say they never had a romantic relationship. But to his advisors, even the appearance of a close bond with a lobbyist whose clients often had business before the Senate committee Mr. McCain led threatened the story of redemption and rectitude that defined his political identity. From that point on, the Times then goes into a history of McCain, his ethics, the Keating Five, how, you know, there were some contradictions in his record that he was responsible for McCain-Feingold, which eliminated soft money, but there were also questions raised about him flying in corporate planes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the collapse of Lincoln's savings and loan and how McCain and other lawmakers had pushed federal regulators away from this Phoenix financier, and then later his bank collapsed and it cost the taxpayers $3.4 billion. I mean, all that is in here. But then it circles back to the lobbyist, and McCain's relationship with her. Here, here are two lines I highlighted. By then, according to two former McCain associates, some of the senator's advisors had grown so concerned that the relationship had become romantic that they took steps to intervene. A former campaign advisor describes being instructed to keep Ms. Eisman away from the senator at public events, while a Senate aide recalled plans to limit Ms. Eisman's access to his offices. In interviews, two former associates said they joined in a series of confrontations with Mr. McCain, warning him that he was risking his campaign and career. Both said Mr. McCain acknowledged behaving inappropriately and pledged to keep his distance from Ms. Eisman. And then further along, Mr. McCain said the relationship was not romantic and that he never showed favoritism to Ms. Eisman or her clients. McCain puts out a statement, in fact, saying... It is a shame that the New York Times has lowered its standards to engage in a hit-and-run smear campaign. John McCain has a 24-year record of serving our country with honor and integrity. He has never violated the public trust. He has never done favors for special interests or lobbyists. And Americans are sick and tired of this kind of gutter politics, yada, yada, yada. It was actually a statement from his, his campaign. Something else interesting. If you go to the online edition of the original story today, as I have done, there is a note to readers that is now posted. And it says this, an article published and, and oh, and this was um, uh, this was published. Oh, I can't tell you what date it was published. It's just a brief statement. An article published on February 21, 2008, about Senator John McCain and his record as an ethics reformer who was at times blind to potential conflicts of interest, included reference to Vicki Eisman, a Washington lobbyist. The article did not state, and the Times did not intend to conclude, that Ms. Eisman had engaged in a romantic affair with Senator McCain or an unethical relationship on behalf of her clients in breach of the public trust. 
Well, she apparently filed a lawsuit against the Times, and I guess that this note was in response to the litigation, and she then dropped the suit. I will tell you, in my opinion, that the the Times, quote, did not state and the Times did not intend to conclude that they'd engaged in a romantic affair. I believe then and I believe now that was absolutely the intention. It was masked as, in my opinion, a deeper dive into the ethics of John McCain. But as you heard at the time, McCain denied it. He and Cindy McCain denied it. The campaign put out a statement. They said this is a hatchet job by the New York Times. Now comes Steve Schmidt. Under the headline, No Books, No Money, Just the Truth. And here's how he begins. This is a story about lying, public lying. It is a story about Senator John McCain's lying and the damage it has done to many people, including me. It is also a story about my lying because ultimately John McCain's lie became mine. Over time, that lie has become heavier as I have been abused by the family of the man I worked for as a volunteer. The burden of carrying this lie while being attacked for 14 consecutive years by the bully Megan McCain has finally reached its end for me. And then he goes on to tell the story and he, he tells the story of how, well, I'll just I'll just read to you. He said that both Cindy and John McCain denied the story to me personally, as did the lobbyist at the center of the story. That would be Ms. Eisman. Senator McCain denied his long relationship with the lobbyist to whom he was credibly accused of providing special favors dozens of times to my face. After the New York Times story ran, which accurately detailed that relationship, was attacked and successfully discredited by the campaign under my direction, John McCain told me the truth backstage at an event in Ohio. Understandably, he was very concerned about this potential campaign-ending issue. He kept saying, the campaign is over. The campaign is over. I reassured him it was now behind us. John McCain was convinced it would soon be over. Further along, the next several months, there was not a single night that passed that I did not spend hours on the phone with a broken, distraught, and profoundly unstable lobbyist. He doesn't mention her by name, but we know by now who he's talking about. She screamed at me incoherently for hours every night. I became the shock absorber for her rage, anger, and humiliation. I did this to protect John McCain and the campaign. You get the gist of it? He also reports the following with regard to the lobbyist. Proximate to that time, the lobbyist had called John McCain's Senate chief of staff to say that she'd called him from the front seat of her parked car and running automobile in her closed garage. She wanted to pass along the message that she wanted to say goodbye to John McCain and that she loved him. The chief of staff asked me if he had done the right thing by calling 911. I assured him that he had. You get the feel? So it's, it's, Steve Schmidt coming forward now and sort of cleansing his soul and saying, hey, I don't know anything to the McCain family. Um, you know, the truth is, truth is the only remedy I know to make Megan's abuse stop. How I don't know the backstory here, and it's, he doesn't tell us in detail, but he says that Megan McCain has been making unfounded attacks on him for 14 years. It sounds like they have a tumultuous, is to put it mildly, 
Um, and yesterday, or the day before, May 9th, he tweeted at Meghan McCain, these are the last words I will ever say to you. Our relationship wasn't working for me. It was toxic. You know, with all the abuse, smearing, and lying. I tried to get you to listen, but you are a screamer and not a listener. We have to break up and say bye now. And then a little waving emoji. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. So thoughts on this. Number one, I, I have thoughts about about Schmidt. I don't know what that, you know, torture has been like at the hands of Meghan McCain. I just he seems like a guy who wants the slate wiped clean and has not been able to move forward because for 14 years he's been carrying on his back the fact that John McCain did have an affair and he was the one who was leading the fight against the New York Times as he characterizes it a successful fight to shut down the story uh, as evidenced by the fact that McCain did get the nomination. He wants to unbridle himself from that responsibility in the process, though, John McCain's been gone. What did I say? Four years? You know, he's revealing a deep secret about McCain on a different level. The second time this week that I'm talking about deep secrets or maybe not so deep because The New York Times, you know, wrote that whole piece outing Ed Koch, although I think we knew that. And frankly, I think we knew anybody who read this story at the time may think that there's no surprise here. But I wonder if it's going to make people look at McCain's legacy differently i mean read 
read the piece from Schmidt. I'll put it back in my Twitter feed. In the end, what he essentially says is McCain is a complicated guy. But don't we know that about John McCain? And I don't mean the infidelity. I just mean about everybody. I mean, there's this tendency. What I thought as I read it was McCain was well suited because of his legitimate war hero status. All of a sudden, I just thought of Trump saying, I respect the ones who don't get caught. But for the rest of us, uh, a bona fide war hero, a guy who waved off early release from a POW. None of this takes any of that away. But it's very easy to buy into the mythology of someone. And apparently the mythology in John McCain's case uh, wasn't valid. He was a lot of good things and he had a lot of shortcomings. That's what I'm taking away from the Steve Schmidt essay in Substack. Now, tell me what I said those many years ago. All right. So let me bring you back to February 21st, 2008. In this 7 a.m. Eastern Time Hour, <laughs> broadcasting live from the great city of Philadelphia. Go ahead. Wake up right now. Oh, my Michael God. McConnish on the Big Talker 1210. <laughs> there will be blood. What does that mean? Who's I'm not sure. We've got to talk about this John McCain story. Oh my God. The phone lines are open. Please allow me to set the table. In the New York Times today, page one, above the fold, it's the whole left side of the uh, front page. A strange kind of a headline, strange kind of a story. For McCain, self-confidence on ethics poses its own risk. It's not a story about ethics. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the tape. That. Stop the tape. <laughs> At least I'm consistent. That's hysterical. It's definitely not a story about ethics. Verbatim. Right. That is it's a story riot. about infidelity. Okay, good job. However many years later. Continue. Hang it, on. It's couched as a story about ethics. It's a story about John McCain and his relationship with a woman who is 31 years his junior, and she's a lobbyist, and she's easy on the eyes. So oh consequently, it's got all Wait, the can elements. You, can you still it's say that? No. eight years old. In other words, it pertains to events that transpired in 1999, when McCain was then running for president. She's a lobbyist. She went to IUP, Indiana University of, uh, of, of Pennsylvania. Oh, I forgot that. Uh, struck up in a very short period of time. I mean, I, I want to give you all the elements of this. Okay, I, so I I, wanna... it sounds to me like I'm about to now summarize the whole story. Correct. So you summarized the story, you went through it, and then I, I pulled Do I a get little to bit a further along. Yeah, this is sort of where you come down on the story. Okay. This was from 2008. Okay. I said when I came on the air this morning, good news for John McCain. There's a report of a romantic involvement involving a what? woman 31 years his junior. What? Dramatic And pause. if you were awake... <laughs> And tuned in at that time, perhaps you wondered, why would that be good news? Well, a battle with the New York Times, if you're John McCain today, not a, not a bad thing. As a matter of fact, the, the, the perfect way, perhaps, of, of nailing down the right flank of your campaign. I mean, the Politico, right now at this hour, here's a headline. The Politico. McCain camp vows to go to war with the New York Times. What could be better for John McCain than to go to war with the New York Times, except if... Somebody's got the goods on this. And I would have to think that if they had the goods on this, meaning a relationship with this woman, it would be a different kind of a story being written. Hmm. What do you make of that? 
I have to digest. In, I'm so, in hysterics at the at the because because you said the exact same thing. Well, I said I'm the same the, thing know, in terms of the story, right? Um, Which uh, I find very but, interesting. But how about my interpretation of let him go fight with the New York Times to bolster his standing among conservatives? I think that's really interesting that that was already a thing. Because yeah. I believe that is to be a thing today. You hear it all the time. Oh, the lying New York Times and Wall Street Journal. I mean, and, um, and the Washington Post, etc. So, no, I don't. I, I thought that was very, very interesting. Here is Steve Schmidt's conclusion, and then I'll wrap up. Schmidt says, and now I've told you the full story, at least as best as I can summarize in a short time period. So what does Steve Schmidt want to leave us with? He who played a senior role for McCain in 08 and carried the water on this, carried the lie, perpetuated the lie. He says, John McCain was human. And like all of us, including me, he was flawed. He was a legend, but not a myth. Too much of our political conversation mythologizes fantasies that never existed in the first place. Often commentators will say something to the effect of, if only John McCain were here. He isn't, and he won't be. I would be remiss if I did not directly address some commentary about what I owe the McCain family. I owe the McCain family nothing. I've never taken anything of value from a McCain. I helped Senator John McCain because I believed I lost my faith in him a long time ago. I have never lost my faith in America, and neither did he. We shared that in common. The John McCain campaign took almost 15 years of my life. Its impact on my life is indescribable. It is over now. I have made it through. It is time to look up and out. It is time to look for new leaders. It is time to move on. Your reaction, please. Has your opinion of John McCain, based on what I've described, changed in any way? Steve Schmidt, what of the propriety of coming forward 15 years later and saying, God, I hey, want to get in his head. I'm, I'm the guy. Earth? I'm." It was, it's clearly bothered him. But what of the propriety of him now coming forward about John McCain, who's not here to defend himself, and say, he lied, Cindy lied, I lied for them. And he obviously has no love for Megan. Definitely not. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.